0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News.
1: Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and com. It's Friday, March the 16th, 2018. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual is Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning.
0: Hey, Craig. Happy to be here. Um, Interesting week. Uh, We have nothing but uh, wild things happening these days, uh, particularly in the U.S., and a little bit in the U.K. now, too, but... Anyway, it uh, keeps us all on our toes.
1: Yes, it does. Hey, I've got something I want to point out to everybody, and I would imagine you have some thoughts on this as well. Uh, Our listeners here for these Sprott Money weekly wrap-ups can take advantage of a rather amazing deal that uh, Sprott Money is offering. For a limited time, people can buy a 100-ounce Royal Canadian Mint Silver Bar at just 59 cents over spot. 59 cents. They pull it out of the ground. They refine it. They pour it into a bar. 59 cents an ounce over spot. That's remarkable. You can call 888-861-0775 or visit com for more information. 59 cents, Eric.
0: That is damn cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever bought silver that cheap in my life, actually.
1: You know, it's like you go to the grocery store and they sell bananas for, you know, 25 cents each. You think, they ship these bananas all the way from Central America and I get them for 20. How the heck do you sell a silver bar? 59 cents for all the work that goes into making that thing. That's incredible. Mm.
0: That's not paying much to have it uh, refined and then put in nice shape.
1: No, no, that's for sure. All right, my friend, it's been a a rather interesting week. Let's start here. Uh, uh, Last week, Gary Cohn, Trump's economic advisor... Uh, gets shoved out, and uh, gold, after initially going up, of course, goes down. And then uh, yesterday, they announced that Larry Kudlow is going to replace him, and gold, of course, goes down. Uh, Kudlow, of course, thinks that everybody should buy the dollar and sell gold. Uh, You probably disagree with that strategy, Eric. What do you you think (laughs) of that?
0: That's funny that you would conclude that, but uh, you're absolutely right. and I I find it uh, almost despicable. That the almost the first thing he says is, you know, strong dollars sell gold. I mean, what the hell is he uh saying that for? Does he think he's just uh working at C N B C still or is he taking his job seriously? And I'm kinda hoping that he ends up having to eat the words, right? That it's just the wrong time. He shouldn't even be opining on things like that. And uh, of course those of us who are in precious metals realize we're at a in a, a point in time where things can happen very, very quickly in precious metals because of all the chaos that's going on and, and the chaos that you got to stoop to Larry Kudlow to head your uh, chief economic <laughs> advisor, that tells you something right there. There's a guy who, who couldn't smell a problem ahead of time ever in his life, who yeah. in 07 thought there's no problem. In 08, there's no problem. I, I, this makes me sick to think the record that, uh, and maybe I'm getting a little exaggerated here, but... <laughs> You can tell that I take his appointment and his comments on gold very emotionally here. So yeah. I hope we prove him very, very, very wrong. And the odds are in our favor with his track record.
1: No, that's for sure. Apparently Jim Cramer uh, turned it down. Uh, <laughs> I'm crying out loud. Uh, it's remarkable. You know, also remarkable. Uh, heading into the as this FOMC next week where everybody's talking about Uh, You know, four rate hikes this year. And obviously, a rate, they say a rate hike, a Fed funds rate hike is a done deal. But the economic data this week was miserable. And uh, the Atlanta Fed GDP Now indicator, which used to be reasonably reliable, uh, I don't know what people make of it anymore. But anyway, just six weeks ago, folks down in Atlanta thought that the U.S. Economy was growing here in the first quarter at five point four percent. They've now got it at one point nine. That's like a two thirds reduction, Eric. What, what do you what do you what will you look for out of the FOMC next week?
0: Well, as you point out, I mean, there's been some very very soft data. One, the retail sales were negative. We just had, uh, I think, uh, new home starts uh, came out today. They were weak. Uh, we've had car sales that are weak. Um, uh, the um, I noticed that everyone's kind of whining about the fact that uh, we had this tax cut and uh, we thought two things would happen. People would spend more money. Not. Uh, companies would spend more money. Not. So all this theory, oh, we're going to have all this tax cut and everyone's going to have more money to spend and nothing happens. So, you know, if we can't do it with a tax cut, it, it boils down to the basic facts that you and I have discussed that the average guy is experiencing sharp inflation and no wage increase. So he just gets more and more under the gun. We keep forgetting about, you know, the changes in health care premiums, which, of course, are now consuming huge amounts of everyone's income.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, And even probably real estate taxes and insurance bills. And, oh, my God, the things that are going up all the time. The, the amount of money we have to spend on phones that we never spent on phones 15 years ago. Like incredible expenses for families so they're having a tough time and i think that's reflected in the uh, in the retail numbers here and uh, so i'm not surprised we don't have liftoff but here we have the fomc which you specifically asked about and, you know what are they going to do uh i would guess they probably would still carry through with the uh this rate increase uh so and then wait further data because if the data stays soft like it is they better really think about things because of course higher rates slows everything down. It's already slowed down on the sales. It's going to slow down uh, home sales and home prices. So um, they better be careful here. And uh, of course, I've always imagined that they won't go through with it and they won't go through with uh, uh, buying back or sorry, uh, selling the bonds off their balance sheet. You know, that's just these rates could could really go up with what we see going on in the bond market. So, uh, they're in a tough position, but I think their stubbornness might might cause them to go through with a rate increase. It shouldn't affect gold. I mean, in fact, we maybe we should be looking forward to it because every time there's been a rate increase, gold goes straight up. So, here's for a rate increase.
1: Yeah. Do you, Do you think that's kind of affecting things here? Because it almost for the last couple of weeks, gold has just been dead. At least you know as Comex gold as it trades. We've yeah. seen a lot of open interest get added by the banks in an effort, it seems, to restrain price earlier this week. But nonetheless, we're just kind of hanging here. We're down another $5 this week, another $0.10 cents in silver. It's, it's frustrating, and it's yeah. agonizing for a lot of folks. But do you think it's kind of everybody waiting to get the FOMC behind them? Well,
0: i do not Not so sure that that's the reason. I mean, obviously, you and I believe that the market's manipulated. And, uh and uh you know if it had gone through 1370 i think we could have been off to the races here right like and and have some real fireworks so i think uh, trying to keep the lid on it has been uh has been one of the things that the commercial banks have been doing here and as you say when the open interest goes up we all assume that the commercial banks have had to short more to keep, to keep the lid on uh trading has been heavy uh and yes they probably have increased their short positions unfortunately Um, because that's never good for us because they will try to manipulate it down. But I think the fact that the demand is there and I mean, every time I think about the, these exchange for physical things that you and I have talked about, I mean, they're so gargantuan, they're, they're beyond discussion. I mean, I don't know how that ever happens. that, you know, you have an exchange that just keeps leaking business over to London and, and we never hear about it again, but, uh, those numbers are staggeringly large, the number tons of tons that theoretically get shipped over to London. I, I don't know whether they ever do get settled or not. But um, yeah, so, you know, the FOMC is going to raise rates. I think I think gold will uh, jump again because people got to realize that, you know, this uh, four, four rate increase thing has got to be off the board this year. And I, I wouldn't be surprised that, that uh, we may not even get three. Uh, because the data keeps coming in so softly, so I don't think it's something that we specifically have to worry about. I think it actually could end up being an opportunity.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So finally, let's wrap up with uh, the, some of the miners, and that uh, you know that they, they continue to frustrate, drive people crazy. I mean, it feels a lot like it did at the bottom in uh, 2015 and early 2016, where just nobody cares, nobody has any interest in the shares. It seems at all. However, there are. Companies out there that are making a lot of money that present great opportunity. You've been able to share a few with a few of those with us over the last several months. Kirkland Lake, where you're involved, and I know you're keeping good track of things going on uh, down Australia and in some other parts of the world. And, and there are mining shares that are actually going up. You just got on the right ones. Can you yep. give us a couple of updates on some of the ones that you kn- you're sure. familiar with?
0: Well, I wanted to talk about Kirkland one because we had brought out our fourth quarter. And just to have people think about what happened to Kirkland Lake uh, in in dollars, we earned more money in the quarter than Franco Nevada. Wow. We earned more money than agnico Eagle. Franco Nevada is at ninety-one. Agnico Eagle's Eagle is at fifty. Kirkland's at twenty. These are all Canadian places, by the way. We earned more cents per share than either of those two companies. Like, there's been a huge renaissance there, and I think the market's a little slow and of gravitating to the discrepancies and values there particularly when in my mind and this is not investment advice but when i think of what we might have in front of us uh, particularly at fosterville in in australia with these very high grades that we're discovering uh, as high as two ounces a ton uh, you'd think that our production uh, a couple of years out would be vastly different than it is today so that's just some something to think about now we talked about Novo last week and you know, Novo sort of had this uh, great uprising because in the middle of December, they announced they had only half a meter in in a conglomerate. Now they said, well, gee, we found a second conglomerate over a Collin well, and it looks like we've got three to four meters of um, emplacement of gold there. And I would point out that three to four meters would be so mineable. It's like a coal seam, you know, just go in there yeah. and gut it out. And I'm talking both open tin and underground here. Uh, now, we don't have the grades yet, uh, but they take they sent the samples, some, a lot of samples off to uh, to the assaying office, and we'll see what that comes back at. But, you know, when you go back to the theory of which waters ran with that hand pushing 2 billion ounces because it was an old sea bottom, which is what the theory that Clinton uh, Henning has, and now it looks like it's starting to shape up because they've done a number of scout holes and they're all hitting this conglomerate over A reasonable length, I think, can announce that they've gone about a mile along strike and maybe two to four hundred meters down dip. And uh, the conglomerate shows in all cases. So and it could go a long, long way. So Novo's obviously picked up a lot of interest. They've got added to the the GDX, I guess, officially as of probably this afternoon. Uh, so that looks good, and and while I'm at it, I'm gonna you're gonna talk about another uh, stock again. It's not investment advice, but there's a little company called Garibaldi that has a what looks like could be a very major discovery up in uh, British Columbia. It's a, um, a, a nickel, copper, cobalt, uh, uh, PGMs, gold, silver, it's pretty well got everything by the way. Uh, initial discovery and uh, i would suggest that people go to these uh, some of these uh, chat lines whether it's stockhouse or ceo.ca up here in canada and um, and just look at the comments of various people and then there's a number of interviews of the of the people who are involved who are the highest have the highest respect in the nickel copper business and just see what they have to say to get a sense of how big it could be there was some thought initially that uh, it would be bigger than Boises, uh, as big as Boises Bay. And now it's sort of being compared to Norilsk and Jinchuan, which are much, much bigger. And I would point out that uh, Boises Bay got taken out at $4.5 billion. This company, Garibaldi, is at about $300 million today. Uh, so it's going to be exciting to watch. I happen to be uh, a just under 20% owner. Uh, but I would encourage people to do a little work on it and see whether... It, it's, uh, it's worth a bet. So that's, uh, that's it for today.
1: Eric, you are always a wealth of information, whether the metals are going up or going down. And I think it's just extraordinarily valuable for everybody to listen to these calls each week just to, uh, to get an update on on all the things that you're working on. So thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, at this point, I think it's time to sign off. Hey, we got a uh, St. Patrick's Day coming up tomorrow. You got any green beer ahead of you? <laughs> well, let's put it this
0: way. Craig, I drink beer every day. Okay, <laughs> not necessarily green, but <laughs> I won't be distinguishing.
1: Do, do you put blue dye into yellow beer to turn it green, or do you? Put, I, I've never quite understood it, but uh, anyway, no, I,
0: I don't go to those links. Okay, all right. A is well, a beer. A is a beer.
1: Yellow and free and cold are my three favorite kinds. Um, there you go, my friend. Have a happy thank uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. It's going to be an interesting week with that FOMC and everything else going on. So anyway, have a great weekend.
0: should be a lot of fun. Okay, all the best.
1: And from all of us at Sprout Money News and com. thank you for listening. Have a safe St. Patrick's Day, and we'll talk to you next Friday.